Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. How do you keep your family healthy this season when it feels like everyone around you is getting sick? I use Sambacol. It's drug-free and scientifically tested to help support your immunity. Sambacol has the power of black elderberry in every purple bottle. It comes in tablets, syrup, chewables, or my kid's favorite, the great-tasting gummies. So this cold and flu season, support your family's immunity with Sambacol Black Elderberry. It's the only one I trust for my family. And best of all, my kids love it too. What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Darren G. You're listening to another great episode of the Darren Green Show. How have you guys been? This is week two of my break from that dang school. And I'm loving every moment of it, every second. I'm just, oh. but you know, I'm back to work, child. Back at that dang retail job was getting on my dang nerves. But whatever, we gonna stay positive And hopefully, you know, that man I drank will give me more trouble because I'm really sick and tired of it. <laughs> so how are you guys Christmas is that? How, how was the Christmas? Because you know, I have to ask if you want to comment, you can comment on this podcast wherever you're at anywhere. Let me just talk about my Christmas child. Throw the whole holiday away. I'm, I was not feeling it this year. We did not do nothing this year. We didn't even decorate a tree. I don't know. I feel like, like not to be rude or anything like that. I'm not sure my parents are going to listen to this podcast anyway, but I just feel like, and I told this to my best friend, I get into the certain age where, you know, hanging out with your family for certain holidays and are just like obsolete now. I mean, I need to find not my own family, but my, you know, there's groups of friends who, you know, feel the same way would say, let's do this for Christmas. Let's do that for New Year's or Thanksgiving or something like that. You don't always have to be with your family. I'm not promoting that you shouldn't be with your family on the holidays because this is a family oriented holiday. But for some other people, it just didn't go my way. I mean, yeah, I got a presence, but at this point, it's not even about it no more since I got older. It's not all about the presents anymore because <laughs> you all know that's the real reason why we was younger. But it's just a principle decorating a tree, you know, going out, going to multiple people's houses and saying Merry Christmas, giving them presents and stuff like that. I remember back when I was little, not even. And when I look back, yeah, the presence was a big thing for me, but I did like how we used to, okay, I'll sit there, play my presence, and then we go out and we'll go to like my grandma's house, my grandfather's house, you know, they split up. Then we'll go over to my cousin's house, aunt's house, and we just go all the way around giving people presents, you know, spreading the joy. That'll be the whole day. And then usually we'll go over our grandfather's house because he'll have like a little party one night. They don't even do that no more. We ended up going out to eat. Then we ended up just not hanging out at all. Like, it's just, we're just in our own space. And I feel like that's really corny. I don't know. I'm just waiting for this thing to end. And then New Year's coming up. I don't even know what I'm doing for New Year's. <laughs> now, I'm supposed to be going to just some kind of party that my aunt was telling me about. Then there was something about this other girl that's a friend of mine that wants to do something. 
I don't want to be up in nobody's house. You know what I'm saying? I want to be out in the club, out in the bar, something. I need to be doing something this New Year's because I cannot spend another day in the house just watching that ball drop. Is everybody having fun? Mm-mm. I don't know. I would say, and even though this is not trendy, it's not trendy to talk about your New Year's resolution. I'm still going to do it because I don't follow trends. <laughs> I would say for my New Year's resolution, I feel like I should be same as last year. Try to be more humble because this year I really, you know, a lot of stuff that I did, a lot of stuff that I, um, because I feel like this year I was really recuperating from 2017 because I have to say 2017 was my worst year. I mean, it wasn't all my worst year because I ended up in the end coming out with a podcast and actually getting mics and everything. But, you know, I hated the school that I was in for a long time. A lot of situations happened and has conspired while I was at that school that I will not talk about. And it just I just I wasn't feeling it. And then when I actually got to transfer and I, you know, took the biggest humbling, took the biggest I had to humble myself because I had to realize that the grass is not always green on the other side. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the school that I'm in now, but I'm working extra hard. And like I said, people are very to themselves. And it's not like as much because I had so many friends back in my other school. And now it's like hard to even just get one associate. So, you know, just let you guys know the grass ain't green on the other side. I'm not going to leave this college. I done made my bed. Now I got to lay in it. Not saying that this college is a burden because it's not. I'm I, so much resources that I've got from this college. Like I said, I'm the podcast producer. I'm able to intern in like places in New York. I can go to New York for like fun. So, you know, as long as I stay there, it probably will get better. But yes, it would be my New Year's resolution would be to be a, just a little bit more humble. And we're just going to leave it at that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about was earlier today. I watched this video made by complex. It was the complex conversations and it was growth out of chaos. And basically it was like a panel of, you know, people in the youth panelists like Jaden Smith, Yara Rashidi, Noor Tegler and Alicia Johnson and DeRay McKesson, which got my attention. Cause you know, I went to a podcast and I seen DeRay McKesson, good speaker, like good communicator. And basically they were just talking about the real issues of you know what the youth have to deal with now and i just want to just for you guys to listen to like a little snippet of it kind of hopeless people feel really hopeless i think for some of us who are working uh to dismantle this oppression are hopeful but the people that we are advocating for who see this on the news they feel hopeless like how can we change this we lost the supreme court we have orangey in the white house we don't have a lot of governors that care about us and people are kind of hopeless. And so I hope that we're able to have this conversation about growing out of chaos and inspiring people to be hopeful in this chaotic moment. There is a reminder, James Baldwin said, would you actually like to integrate into a burning house? And so I feel like if anything, what this year has shown all of us is that we can't integrate. We have to recreate the system. I think the one word that just keeps ringing in my head is potential. Like this is the time where absolutely anything is possible for the good and the bad. And we've seen that. I was talking to my young siblings about I'm the oldest of five and they finally have a platform where they have access to people like you, where they can learn from you guys and they can see that they can see themselves in it. And I grew up in a place where I never saw myself in any, in anything because we didn't really have social media then. And on television, there was nothing. That was, I will say this, that was really interesting. I wanted to talk about this on the podcast because I'm just like, I love youth outreach. And I love when people that is 
kind of, you know, in the same standing as me. I'm not going to sit there and say that, you know, these kids are not privileged, but they definitely talk about the same issues. They speak for us, the people that's on the bottom. So I do respect Complex for doing that. And one thing that Yara Rashida just said, and I just want, I wanted to show that to you guys, was the part where she said, would you rather integrate into a burning house? And I, you know, I had to look at myself and I'm like, you know, I'm always telling people we need to integrate, we need to integrate. But obviously that's not the answer. We need to recreate, like she said. And that really got me. It it, it really was an aha moment. Another thing, I know you didn't hear Janie Smith in that little snippet, but he did say something in because DeRay McKesson had asked him about him wearing like the, the skirt when he uh, took pictures for Vogue. And, and one thing he said, he was like, you know, I know there was pushback, but you have to understand, I say this to everybody, you know, leave the people that's pushing you back behind because everyone is doing their own thing. As long as you do your own thing, you good. Don't listen to what or don't feed into what people are saying, because naturally, and that's what the conversation was got into. It was like, naturally, people will fight something that they don't understand or something that's like unusual or doesn't really happen. That's what makes a lot of that's what makes people successful when you step outside of the box and do your own thing and not everybody else and just not being afraid of the pushback because I know when I was doing this podcast I had a lot of pushback, child. I mean, oh, you say too many ums or you're not that captivating, you need more than one person. Maybe you should just do something else. Maybe you should just do like social media cuz everybody's on Instagram. Look, let me tell you something. I talk at the end of the day at the end of the day, <laughs> I will sit there and have a conversation more than posting. Like, like I said, I am eventually doing, I eventually started doing the social media thing, but that's not my thing. That's not. I, and you, you can tell if you follow me on there, I don't really post that much. I don't post like the shade room. I'm not in competition with them. I'm in competition with myself, child. I'm trying to get up. I'm trying to get everything for this podcast. That was just like a really good eye opener. And I want you guys to watch it. It's called Chaos Within the Youth. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into hot topics. There wasn't really much to talk about today, uh, this week because nobody was doing dumb shit. That's, that's sad, you know. Whatever. We'll just get it. We'll just keep it on. Let's just talk about this dang Bird Box movie. Let me <laughs> let me just start talking about this thing. Okay. First of all, Sis Sandra Bullock came through with the acting. I ain't gonna lie. She came through with the acting. I Look, she had me. However, I don't get the hype of this movie. Honestly, I wouldn't have watched it if I didn't see it on Instagram plastered everywhere. Like, honestly, it was like, oh my God, it was so many memes and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't get this. I don't get this. I, I, it was like, well, dang, I need to watch the movie so I can get the memes. That's the real reason why I watched this movie. It tells a story on this dark entity or whatever entity. We don't know where it came from came down to earth and when you look at the sky or look or just outside period the entity makes the person kill himself and so you know sandra bullock's character ended up when she was pregnant too which was worse i'm like dang she had to be pregnant she ended up you know seeking refuge in a house with a group of people and Basically, they have to live their lives inside this house and they and the struggle for them to get outside because they have to go outside for food. And, you know, to, and they was picking one person until it was just Sandra Bullock and the two babies. Child, I'm like, oh, my God, because the other girl had a baby. It was another girl in that group that had a baby. And then she freaking and this is a spoiler alert, child. I, I was trying to not make this a spoiler alert. But if you have not seen it, you need to see it, child. But anyway, it was this other pregnant woman that let this other man in. And the thing about it is, though, what, what got me, 
the man was mentally ill, but we didn't know that. And he was the one that was opening the windows, making everybody see so they can die. And let me just say this. One thing I felt was weird about this movie. Who were the entities? Where did they come from? And why are people that's mentally ill not affected and were put as the bad guys in this movie? Like, what does that say about mentally ill people? Like, I, I, I it just, it didn't, I don't know. It just don't feel right to me. Like, it, just, it was just like, oh, okay. So, I mean... Is that how you, is that, I'm looking at the director, is that how you feel about mental illness? Like, they feel like they, they can see things, and they can, I don't know. It just, mm. and then the way that Sandra's character was acting towards the girl, like, I understand that wasn't your child, and I, and me and my mom was watching this, and she was like, no, that could be her child, you don't know that. I'm like, the way she is addressing that girl, that is not her child. And I think she has resentment because it was her mother that led the person in there for everybody to die. That, that, that's crazy. And the part where she was like, oh, when they, they was on the river and they had to get because there was this place that they heard on the radio that, you know, this is this is a safe haven for people. And they got on the river and, you know, at one point someone had to watch because they the, the boat was going to shake over. And she was like, somebody has to go. And the boy was like, I, I volunteer, I volunteer. She was like, no, I choose. I'm like, dang. So you might as well. I mean, <laughs> You really did not like this girl. You didn't even name them. They was they was called boy and girl. Like what? What is going on? I mean, it was it was weird. Like I said, I wouldn't watch this if this wasn't plastered all over social media. Definitely. I mean, I, I would. I'm gonna like watch it because if you didn't watch it and you're looking at these memes, you're gonna be so confused for like a long time. So I suggest you watch it anyway if you got Netflix. <laughs> but like I said, Sandra Bullock and you know, okay, Golden Globe. I see she's trying to make that golden glow. Okay. Now, speaking of movies, guys, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Or are you guys going to be watching Jordan Peele's Us movie in 2019? L- look, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. I've seen the trailer now, apparently. And my best friend said she wasn't going to watch it or she's not watching it. I'm like, girl, it is not even that scary. Like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, the conjuring scary because that shit scared the hell out of me. Or anything else that had to do with, like, exorcism and stuff like that. Like, that stuff scares me. And deformity and everything. This has to do with, like, freaking your evil twin comes down. Some kind of entity comes down and takes the form of an evil twin of yours. And they torment this family. That's what the movie's about. And the family is trying to find ways to kill them. I mean, it's definitely different from Get Out in our average horror film generation. What I like about this is that it's not just, you know an exorcist storyline where they have to find a priest to, to take, get the bad spirits out. The person is possessed and the same storyline that we've been getting all our generation with these horror films. I mean, when we look at Annabelle, when we look at the conjuring, when we look at, uh, what other, the crimson? No, that wasn't really a scary movie, but this one is very different. That's why I like Jordan Peele when he makes his, his films, when he makes his horror films is very different from your average horror film. And it's a black film. I mean, come on, I mean, I had to throw that in there, but you know, <laughs> I like it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it. Hopefully I got to find somebody else. Cause usually my best friend and I always watch scary movies, but she's not trying to watch this one. Girl, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to get her to watch it though. Like I said, I'm going to say, okay, we're watching this movie, but then we really going to be watching that movie. <laughs> if she ain't going to know child, she ain't going to know. Anyway, let's switch gears a whole lot. <laughs> let's get off. Well, speaking of movies, let's just stick on the movies just one more time. Cause I did Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, well, she is set 
to play or be casted in an Angry Birds 2 movie. I read a tweet that said, girl, she said, forget the Grammy. She going for her Oscar. I'm like, hold up now. <laughs> okay. Here's my thing. Okay. You did, you did the cartoon before you did, you did the Cartoon Network cartoon before, even back in the day, like when you first did, when you, your first movie, you did Ice Age Continental Drift. And now you're going to be doing another kid's film, Angry Birds 2. I'm just trying to figure out. So are you going to get a big part this time? Like, hopefully you get like a lot of lines. Because I don't want you to do no cameo appearance because I'm over here going to the movies to see you. And you're like, hey, this is the Angry Bird, Young Money. And then we never see you again. I'm like, dang, I could have watched this on goddamn Netflix or something. I could have waited till this movie got on pay-per-view. Like, <laughs> but no, I mean, how I feel about it, I uh, I mean, shout out to Nikki. She, I mean, she getting, she definitely getting the bag. She's getting to that bag. I commend her for that. But honey, are you doing? Are you in a big role? That's because because you have a cartoon voice. I feel like Nikki, she really has that voice that you can hear on many cartoons, like that girl that played Freddy off of a different world. She was so many characters, so many characters that we know today. I feel like Nikki has that voice. She has that cartoon voice. And she need to utilize that. That's if she wants to cross over. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I still want some more. I still want three more albums before you do go. <laughs> but we'll see what happens, child. We'll see how it goes. But anyway, let's switch gears all the way. Because we're done with movies right now. I want to talk about my girl, Wendy. Okay, so now she allegedly had injured her right shoulder and was wearing it in a sling underneath her outfit. Reports say she had a fractured, a hairline fracture. Last Friday, she taped her last episode for the Christmas break, and she had odd behavior on air, and later had told us that she was taking too much, taking a lot of pain medication. She had, I mean, to me, when I seen it, she had a lot of weird pauses. Like, it didn't look like she was, like, mentally there, and it looked like she, and then they even said with the Ask Wendy, she was sitting down, people was coming to her, like, I'm like, oh my God, you supposed to be up asking Wendy, like, come on. And she understood, she took the Instagram and said, you know, I wasn't at my stellar performance. She said it around that, I'm paraphrasing. She said it wasn't my stellar performance, but hopefully within these two weeks, like, I'll be able to get better. And rumor has it, because you know, I got to get the rumor has it, that allegedly her family has came out and was like, she's actually not doing well. And... Basically, you know, she's pushing herself to do this job and she's really she really cannot walk like because of, you know, and I think it's still because it stems from that Graves disease that she was diagnosed with and everything else. Like she's just still not good off of it. And she's just working herself to death. She's dealing with a lot of health issues, allegedly. And then also with the marital issues we done found out, child, she's dealing with all that. I feel like the end is near for her for this career and it's. Sad because I'm a big Wendy Williams fan. Like when I tell you Wendy Williams really is an inspiration to me. I always wanted to see her. Like one of these days I'm going to go to her show. But it's if she accepts me because I remember I tried three times and I didn't get accepted. But anyway, she's definitely like one of my biggest role models. The reason why I want to get out and to do this. I want my own talk show one day. You know, that's why I'm doing this podcast and I want to do radio and everything. So I definitely see it. I mean, like, but it, I fear that the end is near because, you know, she's getting a lot older. She's not being able to do a lot of things. And my thing is like, girl, you should have had more kids. Because at least if you would have had more kids, one of them kids would have probably wanted to be with you would have been. 
and you would have trained them up or get yourself a good old intern. But I feel like she just wanted, she felt like she could do this forever. Like, I cannot stand people that's like that. At the same time, I love Wendy, but at the same time, people will sit there and just like feel like, okay, no one will ever replace me and I'll always be there. Girl, no. You know, no. Once you get older, child. Uh-uh. And I know she's like, she's pushing in her 50s, so she has time. I mean, I give her a good. Look, I give her a good 10 years. I give her a good 10 more years and people will be like, "Uh uh-uh, child, we we, use you too much of a life risk. And we got to get somebody else to fill in that slot. Now, I'm not saying this because, you know, and I I know a lot of people that's in the media, people that's doing what I'm doing or me trying to do what they're doing or whatnot. I don't care. Like, I'm humble. Um, They're going to want to be like, okay, what about that slot, though? But you can't look at it like that. I know that this career is like very competitive but at the end of the day i don't want to see nobody you know hurt and nobody getting sick and stuff like that just so i can get a slot from you child it ain't worth it child and you get your time when you get your time if you're good enough okay now wendy williams i need you to get better child hopefully by this two weeks you have a little nice little two-week break everything is good you'll be up and live loud and in color will we see you again next year all right, Wendy. And then that whole thing with the with the marital issues. I'm like, God dang, like, what is this dude doing? Oh, God. Anyway, a little bit of quick news. Shout out to Andy Cohen for him announcing that he's having a child. So he's he's had a surrogate and he said in the next couple of weeks, like he'll, he'll be a father, which I'm very excited for. You know, shout out to you. You know, it's this. Let me say something is really expensive, especially if you're like in the community, in the LGBT community. It's really hard, especially if you're a gay person, a gay man, to have a child that's yours because, you know, you have to pay for a surrogate. I mean, I, when I was looking at Housewives of Atlanta, even Candy, when she said she wanted to have a surrogate and not have another child, it started from $36,000. I'm like, what? That's a whole college tuition. What's going on? Look, it's expensive. It really is. And then you have to worry about, like, the people that's having the child. Like, oh, my God, I want it. Like, it's mine. This, that, and the third. Like, I'm like, mm, I grew up on. But shout out to Andy Cohen for having your child. Now, K. Michelle got. <laughs> I think the show is called Rack Rants because I know that girl that, sh- that was interviewing K. Michelle. She asked about. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. About Meek Mill, and then she brought up Nikki. Now, I know Nikki's always the trending conversation and that people really just bring her up just for clickbait and clout and stuff like that. But I really feel like Kate Michelle really was hurting off this. At the end of the day, she was given a song by Meek Mill. 
and you know, I guess Nikki knew that she had a dream, a dream chasers chain and everything. Nikki got caught wind of that because you know Nikki was she was such the meek girlfriend, honey, because she was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, bitch, you ain't sitting there. My thing is this: I feel like Nikki needs to definitely address that situation because it's not cool. Like you was telling people, oh, she she need to get that get that chain from her, get that chain from her. I'm like, oh my god, like I don't know how true this is. Oops, excuse me, child. I don't know how true this is. But that, Nikki definitely needs to denounce or say that it's true because that's, and I know she's speaking about it too much, but you can't really blame K. Michelle because you have to blame the commentator that asked her because she's the one that asked her like, oh, would you ever work with her? Would you say, no, I ain't work with her. I mean, you can't get mad at the person. You have to get mad at someone who's asking her the question. You constantly asking these people, you know, God dang well, you know the answer to, you already know the story. She done said it like five other times because they asked her. I mean, I'm not blaming her, like the commentator that was on there, but you can't really blame K. Michelle. So, and I feel like Nikki needs to address the situation so it can be resolved. And I really wanted them to do a song together, like for real. Like that would, a Nikki and K. Michelle record, I can see that shit. Mm-hmm. Let's just get into reality check. Like I said, there was not a lot of good, not a lot of interesting hot topics, but you know what? I bet you I'll get some hot topics tomorrow when I post this dang podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how it'll be. And I'll probably have to talk about it next week. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, so they had their little ladies trip. And I felt that the episode was getting very interesting. And it was funny as hell. Now, Nene did the whole bitch stole my look challenge. And, and, and Shamari was showing off Candy. Let me just talk about that. And then I had Nene being like, oh, well, you know, Candy's a good songwriter. I'm like, y'all really, y'all, y'all is really like shady as hell but i'm not gonna lie candy what was going on sis what was going on you was not doing that you was not pulling out them vocals <laughs> what were you doing girl i don't i don't even want to pull up the video just so y'all can listen to it i know y'all already didn't seen it all over dang their twitter you know candy probably sitting at home like dang and shamari you let shamari show you up like i don't know shamari like that but that girl can belt and then what else happened the whole thing with the beef with Nene and Tanya. Now, Nene, because basically Tanya, that's a friend that Nene brought on. And I don't think she'll be invited ever again after this situation. <laughs> but anyway, she had a, a fashion challenge. And basically, because Marlo is the fashionista and Tanya is the fashionista. So she did her little thing and Tanya ended up winning because, you know, in my eyes, she had the highest and better fashion, even though it didn't look right in the beginning. But when she took off the clothes and had like a little... Uh, see-through dress bottom and i was like you know what you was killing it so then later that evening this is what she said i tell you that i have very little tolerance for ignorance ignorance that's a strong word i'm just telling you my tolerance are very small for ignorant conversation because you wear labels and you say that you are fashion, just know that you may be fashion in your eyes. It doesn't mean that you are fashion in my eyes. Tanya, to me, is coming off like, girl, what you're wearing this evening ain't even slaying. Okay, you might have won the competition, but this ain't slaying, honey. I have minty of fashions, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't have anything that I don't. But it's not a competition. But you talk about it like it's a competition. We had a competition, so I had to compete. I don't understand. Okay, so let's read these comments. So I am at I am such a dollface said Nini can't stand anyone to outshine her. She came off saltiest last night. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely feel like she did come off really salty. And I was just like, girl, what is what is your issue with this girl? I mean, that's your friend, right? I mean, you said that she's a fashionista, so she's going to be like a fashion person. That I think the problem... We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Diana Crawford, 38, said Nene can't be friends. Where the hell did that come from? Yeah, and that's, that's something that my best friend also said. My best friend Zanadol also said Nene Rome. <laughs> Her name is at Zanadol. Um, Nene really cannot have be friends with nobody. Like, she has issues... I feel like you have, she has to sun you or something like that. Like it's, and that's all the comments that I have for that particular section. But yeah, I mean like, girl, like you don't have like, the, the, I feel like she's has control issues as far as being your friend. Like it's, she makes it really hard to be your friend because she has to be that girl in the friendship, which anything like my thing is this, a friendship goes hand to hand. You're that girl. I'm that girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like, you know, I'm going to be like this popular chicken. You must respect me. My thing. And I will say this to a fact that I will agree with Nene at the point because it did come off like, you know, when she did her little fashion show, she was like, oh, well, you know, I got on this, you know, expensive, you know, clothing, but, you know, I have to shout, shout out to my girl, um, Nene with the shades because, you know, she does. Nene got like a little clothing store. Now, that's just like someone, I, I equated that to someone being like, oh, you know, you know. I love my boy Darren. The TDGS official is the T is real on there, but you know, I got to give it to the shave room because they news is real. Like, it's just like, okay, we get it. We get that you, you know, you would follow the shave room, but my thing is don't try to doubt my page. Like it's not the same thing. Like we're not posting the same thing. Okay. So I kind of get where Nene was talking about. And then another thing I was just like, girl, Nene, it's it people was pulling up receipts on times where she would be like that to her friends and i'm just like girl you can't be that girl all the time and then they were just going back and forth for the part where she was like oh you make it a competition i mean girl well it was a competition girl it was a challenge you did it and my thing is nini has always been like this even when back when we had that whole pillow talk situation and nobody wanted to sit there and say nini was in the wrong because she started everything I'm like, dang, is the girl, I mean, it ain't, the relationship ain't that good. But oh, whatever, I'm ranting, I'm ranting. Now, the other thing that happened, Shamari and Marlo got into it, which I thought was really funny. And <laughs> look, Shamari finally got, she finally started to read, but it wasn't a good one because Marlo had that ass. <laughs> And I'm going to just leave it at that. Like, Shabar, I'm like, Shabar, ooh, she didn't know how to, she didn't learn how to read. Because mm. then they were saying, your mamas and stuff like that. I'm like, come on, that's heavenly, that's heavenly storyline. <laughs> that's heavenly skew. <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, she was defending herself because Marlo was coming for her the whole time. Like, saying that, oh, you can't dress, let me help you. This, that, and the third would not, wouldn't have you. We'll just see what happens. But, but this episode was kind of interesting. But I don't know how it's going. It might go to another dry episode because I've seen the previews for the next episode. And I'm just like, mm. looks a little tiring. Anyway, Married to Medicine reunion part one, and it's going to be a three part reunion, might I add. Simone and Contessa got into it. Contessa, they got into it talking about some. I really forgot what they was arguing about, but it was something petty, something that Simone probably started because she always loved yelling and stuff and just being combative in an argument. I'm so I mean, I'm kind of 
done with both of them because I don't really like Contessa like that because she'll sit there and just play the victim game all the time. Like, I did not like when, I still to this day do not like when she sat there and tried to say that Toya deliberately hit her in the breast when she knew. I mean, that's that's character assassination. Now, Simone's whole, whole issue with Contessa blows over the fact that she's always um, blowing stuff off. Like, she'll sit there and be like, oh, I can't do this because I got the surgery. I can't do this because of the surgery. I can't do this because of my dad. I can't do it. It did look like she was having a lot of excuses, but she really did have genuine reasons. It's not like, you know, it's not like Kim Zosiak when she would just sit there and be like, oh, well, I can't do this because, mm, like, the plane ride and all this. Like, Kim Zosiak actually had, like, fake-ass reasons of why she couldn't go to certain trips. Now... This girl really had, like, she had surgery. This girl's dad is dying. I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't mean to sugarcoat nothing. But, you know, she is dealing with a lot. Now, Heavenly was talking about her anger issues, which is a on reoccurring thing. I mean, when is this going to, when are you going to make it work or make it make sense? Because you're still over here yelling at people, calling people bitches, calling them to talk, talking about their moms, this, that, and the third. Now, Heavenly... No, no, Quad and Mariah got into it. That was at the end of the reunion. And I remember Quad and Mariah got into it because of Heavenly. Heavenly had asked Quad something and was like, mm-hmm, she liked that. And then that's when um, Mariah and Quad got into it. Now, in backstage, periodically in backstage, freaking Aiden was sitting there just exploding, saying, oh, my God, like I put her on. I'm like, first of all, why are you getting so mad at quad because i feel like quad didn't really say much heavenly was over there they got into a full-fledged argument and aiden didn't say nothing he didn't say nothing but he did he did say backstage that oh i got the receipts on damon but i'm like okay but why don't we have this conversation when all the um husbands get to sit there and talk you wanted to have it backstage i don't know what's going on with aiden there's something going on in his head to make him say that but anyway the real big issue is Mariah has accused Quad of sleeping with her sister's husband. Now, let me just show you that. Because I look. I'm going to deal with this today because it's not going to go into season seven. I'll tell you. You were supposed to be my best friend. And you slept with my sister's husband. I walked into your home. You had a t-shirt. Okay, stop. You are a liar. Stop. Stop. Bring it down. Okay. Let me just say something. You are saying a false allegation was made. Absolutely. That you slept with my best friend's husband's sister's husband. Your brother-in-law. Yeah. And when did she make this accusation? Just recently. And this accusation was when you were married to Greg? No, 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 no. Before. Because I'm tired. All right. Now, before I get into it, let's just read the comments. Some some comments. Okay. So, at MZ Maya underscore Gabby, honestly, I don't think Quad did sleep with uh, that man because if that was the case, they wouldn't have never been friends. Hell nah, my best friend who's supposed to be my sister sleeps with my sister's man too. I need some receipts. Now, this allegedly happened before she even married Greg. There is no way I would put you on to a show to give you a platform after I knew what you have done. And my thing is, if that was such an issue, why didn't you say it a long time ago? Probably like season two when they first started beefing. You never said that because you made it up. Anyway, I wanted to read one more because it was one more that was interesting. Oh, Quab, Vanessa at Vanessa Point Colbert. Colbert 
quad you slept with him because you're screaming too loud trying to keep mariah quiet oh now see that that could raise another suspicion too because i'm like i know if it's not true why you why are you upset about it if it ain't true because you know that's one thing they say you can tell somebody's lying because if they're very combative and they're very like angry that you made the accusation and mm, why are you so loud about it because you wanted to keep it quiet but no i i really think that it's just i need more receipts and the only one blog that was talking about it was something that they said that mariah was putting money to him i mean we didn't get this from the shave room ball alert we didn't get it from nowhere we don't know I mean, it's probably going to be a story now if it gets if it comes to surface. But I need a, a statement from your sister saying that this really happened. Because until then, child, it is all allegedly. <laughs> but anyway, what else? What else we got on the docket? What else we got on the docket? <laughs> that whole thing with, with Aiden. Like, I'm just like, Aiden just needs to just look. Have that same energy. Because I felt like if Kwa was still with Dr. Greg, Aiden, Aiden would definitely not be coming at her like that because at the end of the day he only did that because quad doesn't have no one to like you know defend her like because he's gonna sit there and say oh i fed this girl she was living in her car and stuff like that if that's the case i don't owe you anything i mean i don't if you disrespect me i don't owe you anything it doesn't matter if you help me out when i was in, at my low if we over here making money and you disrespect me, your wife constantly disrespects me. I have no respect. I'm not going to sit there and let you son me. No, just because y'all got some money like that's mm, that's what really bothers me with Mariah. Like she just cannot like, I don't know. I mean, I tried like Mariah this season. She had a little couple of funny things. She's like, do you want me to bring out the receipts, child? But she's really st- she did not change. Anyway, let's go to Love and Hip Hop New York. And let me just say this. this. I think this might be the last time I talk about Love and Hip Hop because Love and Hip Hop New York is giving me Love and Hip Hop Atlanta vibes. Whack. Whack and more whack. When I tell you, here's my unpopular opinions because I'm going to just break it down. My unpopular opinions. They're making Nicki Minaj a storyline. Why this whole episode, we got DJ Self Safari's ass Mariah Lynn all talking about the situation with Nikki because I'm guessing that when they was taping this, this was around when Queen came out, I believe, in August. And, you know, she was talking. This is the first time I ever heard this come out of Mariah's mouth or anything that I heard when Nikki asked, what's your roster? Asking it to DJ Self and Mariah took so much of offense to it. Like, oh, my God, you kept on like she said it like five times on that episode. I'm like, if you don't shut up, like, when did she say this about the roster? And then you see next episode, she's going to try to make a diss record with with Safari. I'm like, it's going to be whack. It's not going to go anywhere. No one's going to care. And obviously it didn't because we don't hear about it. This is all (laughs) pre-recorded. Now, my other unpopular opinion, I think Joe and Sin might break up. Joe and Sin, like they are, they are fighting over some petty shit. Just because she won't clean, she just she. I feel like she wants the title, but she doesn't want to do the work. And I don't want to sound misogynistic when I say that, but it it, it kind of is looking that way. And I love Sin, but apparently they're doing good now. I've seen them on social media recently, so I guess they got over it. But I don't see the. I think the end is near with that conversation. I mean, with that relationship. Why is Mariah Lynn back? Is another, well, why is she back? Why would you bring her back? Nothing about, if you're going to get rid of freaking 
freaking um, Young Bree and Brittany Taylor and all of them that was on there last season. Why bring back Mariah? She was the most mayonnaise, the most unseasoned character on there. Like, I don't feel her. I didn't feel none of her lyrics. I don't care how loud she was rapping this episode. It still was whack. Like, girl, get out of here. Anyway, the fight with Yandy and Cambella is boring. Yeah, very boring. I, I, I'm so sick of it. Like, it's just to the point where I feel like Cambella is seeing that Yandy is really fake. And Yandy is still trying to be like, no, I'm going to just still be here. I'm going to just still be here because, you know, you my girl. I know what you're going through. I'm like, girl, no, the fuck you don't. Like, just because your husband went to jail. It's a different story because I think Mendeecey's been staying for like a long time, but he's only like I I, I give Jules like a two, like a good two years, but it's whatever, child. I think that is boring. Love and hip hop as a whole, New York, love and hip hop New York as a whole is just boring. I'm done with it. I'm tired of these people. I might even stop watching it, and I'm definitely gonna stop talking about it because I'm I'm waiting for Miami. Bring me Miami. They making Amada La Negra the bad girl, the bad guy. Prince and God dang Bobby is beefing. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I need to know what's going on in that show. I'm so sick of the Love Hip Hop New York. And it's sad, though, because I love New York. But the shows, the rally shows that come from New York don't be popping. Not even Housewives in New York. <laughs> what is that? What is that? They need to make a house. Me and my best friends talk about this, too. Look, Jersey rappers, and don't laugh at me, Jersey rappers are really getting up there. They need to make a love of hip-hop jersey. I'm telling you, put it in Newark. Look, let me tell you. Because half of the people that be in New York be living in Jersey. Make a love of hip-hop jersey. No, man, I told I was like, me and my best friend, we, we be on that stuff. I was like, look, you may know me from Instagram. I'm the Black Ken doll. This is my girl, Zana doll. We best friends. Like, we have a whole goddamn storyline. I will be more entertaining than Jonathan ever was because he was born on that episode too. Oh my God, talking about something. Oh, I just feel like, okay, his storyline with his dad, it was really real. I'm not, I'm just going to ignore that because that was, that was really real. But when he had that little sit down with the other girls, I'm like, boy, if you don't get out of here, go back to Kim Shale. <laughs> what happened to you being on there? Y'all don't even talk no more. Did you even go to, to, to the hospital with her when she was getting her situations done? No. Ugh. Anyway, that is it for Reality Check. This is a really short episode. I'm not even sure if it's going to be like a full 40 minutes. <laughs> because there was really nothing to talk about this episode. I'm like, oh my goodness. It might be the title of this episode. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> but I hope you, like I said, I hope you've enjoyed this. We're on iTunes and Google Play. For my Android users, I am on Google Play. Please subscribe, listen to me, and you know have a good time and i'll get back to you next week what up what up what up it's your boy darren green and you're listening to the darren green show if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to me on itunes if you don't have an itunes listen to me on google play youtube iHeartRadio, spotify and also be sure to follow my instagram page to keep up with this team that is tdgs official the information will be in the description below
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic. Available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.